it's been really interesting for me as like kind of a little bit of a transition because like most of the work that I do is in like, you know, the small business space slash like transitioning into, you know, doing stuff for bigger companies. Right. But it's like, I love these like personal one-on-one conversations, like really getting to connect with people. Absolutely. Because that's like, you know, you get to meet people doing yoga. You get to meet people at your local coffee shop, like all over the place. I know. It's like, I love Columbus for that reason. It's just such a conglomerate of, we have these big corporate, like, you know, limited brands, but then we have all these creatives and people who want to kind of, I don't know, collaborate with you and just like help each other out. So, which is kind of like fun for us to do this right now. I'm like, oh, we can just like sit down and (laughs) kind of like help each other out with like, I don't know, diving back into, you haven't been doing a lot of podcasts for a while, have you? Or have you been? Uh, I've kind of been off and on. Um, My goal for 2022 was to like really start to like schedule more of them. Okay. Because it like this whole thing for me kind of birthed out of like 2020 Mm. when everything kind of shut down. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to figure out how to like keep life going. Yes. And at the time I was learning about how to do everything remotely. Okay. So I literally just like hit up a friend that I knew, you know, would have all of the equipment and whatnot. And we just kind of like DIY'd the whole first episode. Oh my gosh. The whole time we both felt like we were rambling. (laughs) And it's really difficult. It takes a really high level of self-awareness, I think. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. That's everything, obviously. Um, yeah, but you do a great job. So I appreciate it. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it like, but it's kind of interesting because the whole time we felt like we were rambling mm-hmm. about what we were talking about and we had all these like, you know, high in the sky ideas. Yeah. And then once it wasn't until we listened back to the episode and I like had to like text him and, you know, confirm everything. I was like, dude, right. this actually like, this is pretty good. Like <laughs> we don't have to like think we're just, you know, two dudes you know rambling right so and it feels like that sometimes you don't always have to have it super structured like we exactly. don't have notes sitting in front of us right now so yeah. um yeah I love which it. is cool it's more organic that way yes so very much so so yeah okay I did have like a couple questions because I feel yeah. like I want to uh kind of address a lot of the like conversations that we've had over the past like couple years. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things that I've been really interested to kind of sit down and hear a little bit more of your story about is kind of going from the transition of, I know you did like your spray tanning as like a business, just you. Right. Right. And then however many, six months, a year of building the business. Right. So, so take, walk me through uh, that story. Well, Okay. Well, I do spray tanning. I've been yes. spray tanning. I started doing it in college. Um, I learned how to do it in a tanning bed salon. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was like, wow, this is instant gratification. It's amazing. It's so fast, high volume, high velocity. And I would do like mobile spray tanning. This was like when I was like 22, 23, 24. But then yeah. I had like a very small studio space. It was kind of like a salon lofts, basically. It was like a 12 by 12 room. So just very small. Um, And that was in 2015. So I just over time was building my clientele and I started hiring people on because I started getting busier and busier. And I felt like it was something I could train other people to do that 
could somewhat be replicated yeah. or copied a little bit easier than like doing hair or being a yes. massage therapist. I feel like those are a little more intimate things that, you Very know, much so. yes. So this is, it's still an art, but I have control and I can teach it. They don't have to have, um, a license to do it. It's to me, it's like bartending, but a yes. little bit more upscale form of that. Oh. Um, so I, and, um, I don't know if, how much you know, but I, yeah. <laughs> I was, you know, I feel like going to the space and jo- Josie's Katona Yoga kind of like yeah. was my religion for a minute because I was like, shit hit the fan. Um, I was six months delayed construction and then I opened um, a week before the shutdown. So I, it was kind of like, holy shit. And it was like, I like everything just felt like it was like ripped out from under me like yeah I, <laughs> I seem to remember that um but I had one staff member in particular she's been with me for four years her name's Cookie like I just she's my heart like I don't That's awesome. like I'm like <laughs> whatever you want or whatever you need or don't need or don't want like just tell me because like I you know I'm only one person I'm you know you're doing like eight full-time jobs as one per one human, but she yes. really helps alleviate, you know, some of the, the things that, um, take, you know, over my plate. So she really takes things off my plate, um, in daily operations. So, um, yeah, we, we've been, we were shut down for two months, um, in 2020. So March, 2020 to May, 2020. Um, wow really i don't know That's, am i allowed to cuss on this oh, like 100%, okay. yeah. we're all about really, freedom here <laughs> really um fucked everything up for you know you kind of feel like it was um you know an investment and you feel like you should feel all the fruits of that labor but it actually felt like i was going further into a hole yeah um and then having we're still getting like back on our feet and this is the fr- finally for the first time in what two years i feel like things are finally moving forward. That's incredible. <laughs> like two years later. So yeah. I, <laughs> that was a lot, but that's <laughs> literally in a nutshell. I so. love that. It's such a like concise story, but I think it also, there's a lot that speaks to it because I feel like one of the things that's impressed me through all of this is even though, you know, I think I remember going to the space and uh-huh. every week kind of trying to like check in and see how those updates were doing on, you know, opening the new salon and right. everything. And, but it's wild, it's wild to me. And I think your story is so impactful to most people because we just kind of assume we see these businesses and as long as someone's got a a logo on the side of their building, everyone just assumes, oh yeah, they're They're fine. They're thriving. They're thriving. And it's kind of this like. Which is the biggest, it's, um, the worst assumption. Yes. It's. There's, there's it, a lot of work. me off truly, <laughs> but I feel like a lot of us are going, we're so tired of surviving. Yes. We want to start thriving. And I think but... that it's, it's something that we can totally achieve. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. I, but I, I think I, one of the things that I want to kind of like bring more to the table in conversation with people is like this reality of the hard work that goes into starting a business Yeah. because you know, everyone you turn on the news or you go on social media and you immediately just see, you know, the venture capital backed direct uh-huh. to consumer brands. And I mean, I was just watching a video on like Casper mattresses recently. Oh yeah. And it's like they literally as a business were just losing, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars a year. Wow. And it's like for someone like me, I can't even fathom yes. what it would be like to run a business that's 
not only not making money, but losing but money at that rate. At like copious like exactly. <laughs> amounts. Like yeah. um, right. But, and like having debt is normal, right? Yes. Like all, all the big brands, everything you know, everyone has debt. That's one thousand percent normal for yeah. business. And there's like the highs and lows, the peaks, the valleys, but you just I think you just have to have faith, right? Like I you kind of almost go two feet backwards in order to go ten feet forward sometimes. Yes. And for example, I I I couldn't really afford this quote quote unquote, but I developed a product line um about a year ago that goes with my brand. Nice. Did I really have all this money sitting there to do that? No, but did I feel like I had faith and if I produce this product, I think it's going to sell. So, yeah. um I just I think it's a constant reinventing and reinvesting in what you already know that yes. can get you moving forward or back on track in those situations. Um, but yeah, like you're saying, Casper mattress, you just assume it's a big brand, like they're doing well or everybody needs a mattress, right? Like, it's like, wait, what's happening? Um, and some things are just unexplainable. Was there a reason they were like doing so terribly? Was it like, it was, it it was an interesting, just kind of like overview of things, but it was like, basically they were invested in as if they were a tech company, Mm. but as a physical product, there's Mm. like a hard limit to how many products they can sell right if that makes sense no it totally like, makes sense that you know does this, not align right yeah <laughs> in this world where we think like everything is infinitely scalable yes which like for someone like me and you like uh-huh. offering services that is right. something that's almost like infinitely scalable in Absolutely the long run true true um do you so one of the things that i also kind of appreciate is you're very good about figuring out like how to uh focus on like work-life balance Mm -hmm. and one of the things that I've been like trying to figure out and I kind of want to start asking more people is how do you see that you're creating like career longevity for yourself because like you know like burning the candle at both ends how do you (laughs) (laughs) keep going yeah um I also uh like a little like example on it is I think about like my parents and grandparents like we're kind of living through this weird like generational shift right now mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, your grandparents, they had one job, they paid into their social security and now they're like retired and living life. Right. My parents, you know, they're still kind of like working a couple jobs. Mm-hmm. They like have their investments that are doing okay. But now it's like they're getting to the point where it's like, okay, retirement's probably going to be 20 years out instead of 10 years out. Yeah. And for our generation, it's almost like, well, we don't want to stick in the same job for 60 years because that just sounds terrifying. Well, yeah, that does sound terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, Well, yeah, part of that is is work-life balance. You don't get burned out. Um, um, Short-term, daily, weekly, I do try to um, prioritize my sleep and rest am I always good at that no do I have to figure out how to like get a good night's sleep yeah um but there are things like working out um doing yoga um you know drinking matcha green tea like leveling out how much caffeine I'm consuming coffee not drinking too much alcohol but still socializing and getting those needs fulfilled Yes. But also so that I can still socialize with my clients at the studio. You know, it's yeah. like it is a game and it really is a 
um, a balancing act. It, I mean, I feel like I want to, I, I'm scaling my business. I'm looking at expansion currently. Yeah. Um, what does that look like? Um, I might be adding like more services that's going to require more research and more resources, uh, more employee employees. Like yeah. that's hard. That's the hardest part is oh, 100%. because you saying, you know, well, you know, scaling is infinite for us, for you, um, and your service. But yeah. what does that take? That takes, um, you probably hiring people and yes. uh, replicating yourself and, you know, and that's hard to do. That's really hard to find. And labor is super, super expensive. Um, <laughs> yes. it's, it's insane and taxes, um, you know, but I think, you know, I want to keep growing the business. So like what you're saying, yeah. what does that look like? I, you know, um, I want to, possibly open more locations i want to do more e-commerce covid taught me that um i didn't really have that and now i'm like trying to be more proactive and any similar circumstance that would probably unfortunately happen in the future hopefully it doesn't um fingers crossed on that one right and then i would say um yeah you have to be somewhat understanding of financing and um, thinking about the future, like for example, I have like an IRA account that I put money into that yeah. accrues over time. I think that is, you know, investing yeah. and that side, um, you know, savings accounts and all of that personally, um, is really imperative too. Yeah. I, it's a lot of different things. <laughs> yeah. I, I loved it. I had a conversation with a friend a, a couple years ago and I was like, man, am I getting into my late twenties now that all I care about is like my investment accounts and like making right. sure that I have like that financial stability, like, yeah, it's kind know, of scary it, to think about. It is. But, um, cause I don't have like a 401k, like yeah. we don't have that sort of, um, corporate backing that, yes. but that's also why we're doing what we're doing. We believe that we can get more, we believe in ourselves. We can get more out of, um, the fruits of our labor, yes. you know, like it's, it's going to take probably a few years to really figure out how to, you know, like I'm 32. So how old are you? 29. Yeah. So I feel like we're, we're figuring out how to secure, um, for the future (laughs) and retirement whenever, hopefully we're not like 80 or 90. And, um, but I don't, I don't know about you, but I feel like I just will always be working or doing something like I can't sit still very well, but I think it's also like a, a, different like mental shift because mm-hmm. like you know and I know my dad will listen to this but like you know whenever <laughs> whenever I like think about and have conversations with him like you know retirement is still something that's like forefront in his mind mm-hmm. but like for someone like me I'm like you know I'm getting on the health train mm-hmm. young trying mm-hmm. to figure out okay how can I not wreck my body now so that I can continue doing the work that I do when yes. I'm in my like 70s 80s and 90s because right. all of the people that I've like had the privilege of talking to that are at those ages that yep. are still sharp as a tack that are mm-hmm. still mobile and moving around mm-hmm. they yeah. kept doing their work you know without stopping yes. their whole life yeah and that is scary to think about because I feel we are sort of in the hamster wheel that is corporate where it's like okay you're 60 yes. this is when you retire um, which is so scary because I feel like that's like saying like you're too old to work and it's so- sort of like saying 
this is where you slowly start to die. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, like it's a very... from there, like it's like you start to wither away. And I, I don't want to have that mentality. I want to feel like I really have the mentality that like age is just a number, but that's also because I don't have a corporate mind. So, but a lot of people are like, well, you know, I'm, I'm 30, I'm 40 now. I don't dress like that anymore, or I can't work out like this anymore. And I don't, but those are also the people that I'm not looking to for guidance. Like, um, I, I know people who are, 40 that look like they're 29. I, yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, But it's because of things. It's their mindset and the, thing, the things that they do every week to ensure that they have longevity. And um, I think people who are um, independent and driven, motivated, it just it's a whole different like ballgame and yes. mindset. You're like, I'm looking for longevity in the long run. And how can I come out the other side and feel like I have myself secure for the future. I don't yes. know. It's just, yeah, it's so many things. <laughs> yeah. And I think in it, you know, as much as like, you know, and I feel like one of the things that I always like joke about with people is like how unprepared I was for running my own business mm, because mm-hmm. like there's things people don't tell you about. Like the government takes basically all of your money when Holy you run a shit. business. Holy like, shit. You're just like, no don't it. like if I, I knew. Like, yes. Yeah. It's like, you know, we have these financial goals in our head yeah. and I remember like actually doing the math on like after taxes versus uh-huh. like before. And I'm uh-huh. like, I literally have to make twice as much money just to bring home marginally more than what I made at any other job. It's wild. I think one of the cool things about running your own business that I think is the best benefit that doesn't even compete Mm -hmm. is this idea that, you know, in the corporate world, you, everything is provided for you through this company. Mm -hmm. And so you're trusting on them and like, you know, but I think as a business owner, the best thing is you basically said, I'm not going to trust this corporate entity, Mm -hmm. but what I am going to do is put my trust in the community that I'm going to build. And what that allows is even though there's a lot of the comforts that we don't get from the corporate life, there, you know, that risk reward at the end of the day, the reward can be, you know, a hundred times what you would get in a corporate environment. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, I just feel like, um, I'm at a point where, I mean, there's been years where I've sent 20,000 in taxes in the mail. (laughs) Like, like that's that's our heart pill. As soon as you think you have something in your bank account, it's gone. Right. Because there's, I mean, I have sales tax too. Um, you know, federal state, um, I think like Florida like doesn't have sales tax, which is amazing mm. if you're that I don't know yeah. if you have like a retail store. But anyway, um, I'm at a place where, you know, you want your revenue to be high, obviously, yes. but then you want your profit to be like as low as possible or to show because you don't yeah. you don't want to that's what you are taxed on is your profit, right? Yes. So it's like okay. <laughs> okay. I get you that. know, yes. I'm kinda like, I don't want or you know, I've started paying myself, um, through my business, you know? Nice. So that is kind of like a factor as well. I'm like, whatever I can do to bring those yeah. tax payments down, it's still absurd. It's yeah. almost offensive, but I, you have to <laughs> yeah. tell yourself like the more you're paying in taxes, the more you must be making. Yes. So that's kind that, of where I'm at <laughs> with <yeah>. that. <laughs> Got to stay positive. Exactly. <laughs> 
So I, re- I remember back in the day when I worked at Fox and Snow, that was like mm-hmm. the, the running joke because mm-hmm. uh, I was there in 20, uh, end of 2015 going into 2016. Okay. When they went from nobody knows them to everybody knows oh them. Oh my God. And I feel like yeah. it's probably like, revealing some sort of insider secrets or whatever. So hopefully I don't get in trouble for this. But like <laughs> we all made out like bandits that year. Did because you? we it was like there was like the scrappiest team. There was like at most maybe like fifteen people working there. Okay. And we were serving like two thousand people a day. Wow. So we were all wow. getting our asses handed to us every single wow. day of the week. Uh-huh. But at the end of it, because we were all like, you know, just the the tips, the hours, just everything because was perfect. The pie for is only so big, right? Exactly. So that's where I'm at with my girls currently. This is like a perfect yeah. example. I'm like, do you guys want more? Do you want a bigger piece of the pie? Or yes. do you want me to hire somebody else? And that will take away from your share of the pie. Yeah. Like that is a conversation. I'm like, I have this, this is how big is it is. This is how much demand we have. This yes. is how many clients are coming into the studio. So that's a really um um, good example, Fox in the Snow. I remember seeing their um, the behind the scenes, the build out of that, yes. and then like going into that location was just such a good story. I yes. didn't realize how small the staff was, but oh, like yeah. it was like we <laughs> that's were amazing. We good were, for you guys. We were a small crew. I and mean, I remember. <laughs> yeah, that was like if you. I remember when I like started there. They were explaining how busy it was on mm-hmm. the weekends because the. In the beginning, it was the weekends were the crazy times. Okay, yeah. And that was like the moment, like I, you know, the coffee shops I'd worked at in California, like I had experienced a little bit of busyness, so I was used to it. Yeah. And then I jumped in there and I was like, I've never experienced anything like this. That was a whole nother game. Oh my God, that's so funny. It also, you know. Every time I go there, there's a line. (laughs) Like guaranteed line. So I know, three three locations and still. The way it flows is amazing. Yeah. do a great job with operations (laughs) definitely do and most of that comes down to like uh the focus on like the customer experience right because and i think that's something that like i know i'm definitely trying to work on that with like the way i conduct my shoots and whatnot but it's something that i like really love is being able to create like a really cool client experience for people because ultimately like that's what people are going to talk about experience is everything so I think that's kind of why Tan Wolf works so well is like our our vibe and our hustle and people see how like hard we're working. It's a I mean you leave and you look like you're like a chimney sweep. Like you're just dirty. It's dirty. (laughs) It's not glamorous at all. Like the spray tan result is glamorous, but like clients coming in, I mean, they're in like sweatpants and like loose clothing and it's it's not cute. I mean, it's fun, like but it's hilarious because we're all just like no makeup, like loose yep. clothing. We look, I mean, all of our clients are beautiful, whatever, yeah. but it's just hilarious. Um, it's just no shame. Like, but they see when they see the hustle and they recognize like same with Fox in the snow, they can see, you can literally see visibly in yes. line, everything being made and prepared. And I think people respect that and they're going to tip you. Um, oh yeah. It's kind of what I built Tanwolf on is like tips. Like yeah. it's, you know, commission, but tips are amazing and they just come naturally when people see you working hard they understand it's like a labor and it's a um it's a love language yeah it's <laughs> essentially it's also something where you can like show that like direct appreciation for the person providing the service because mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know obviously like i imagine you know if someone's you know 
doing a spray tan like uh-huh. you're seeing someone in their like most intimate form right and so very like, vulnerable. You, like you have to be like super comfortable with them and they have to be like you know tip-top shape to make sure that that experience is as flawless as humanly possible absolutely so definitely it, you have to be um a certain person to yes. make people feel comfortable in that environment so the hiring for that is you know very specific um you know but um yeah we've been we've had a great team so and like you're saying it's all about the hustle the experience and people the community recognizing that is huge that's awesome what are I had a question. It totally just fell out of the back of my head. <laughs> no, you need um, more chaga. I know, right? <laughs> That's what it's called, right? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I um, love it. It's good. Yeah, this this stuff is amazing. I mm-hmm. got into Four Sigmatic a few years ago. And okay, like, it's, it's a combination of things, right? Like the word. Yeah. It's like... it's So Four Sigmatic, they started as like a company um, okay. from this guy from like Finland or whatever, because yeah. apparently over... Finland, Norway, one of those countries. Okay. They drink like 12 cups of coffee a day. And oh so they gosh. needed to find something to like dial it back. Okay. And yeah. chaga is like a medicinal mushroom that grows over there. And it's like extremely high in antioxidants. Like it's all these things that are really adaptogens. good. Yes. I'm obsessed with adaptogens. So I do, I have been more moon juice. Okay. I know that they're yeah. like similar. Very similar. Yeah. Um, but I, I fuck with. <laughs> yeah. adaptogens um mushrooms are so good for you oh 100%. they just balance you out i feel like you know you go to maybe you're like almost hyper or you're too energized it kind of brings you back down or if you don't have enough energy or stress it kind of brings you back up so yes. i feel like that leveling out is like it's awesome it's been pretty phenomenal <laughs> everyone should try it <laughs> yes what are so like i guess kind of in like a similar vein what are some of your like go-to like morning routines like lifestyle stuff that kind of like ties into everything you're doing with like tan wolf and right I feel like I go through different seasons with that currently I get up like super early um and I really I try not to look at my phone for the first like 15 minutes I know that's not like very long but it's like you know it's enough time (laughs) yeah it's like don't look at my phone get out of bed I make my bed like first thing every morning it makes me feel prepared for the day. If I don't do yes. that, it's going to like throw me off. Um, I I like to stretch a little bit, like just yeah. kind of whether I'm stretching in bed or I get out and I kind of do like a forward fold or something just to kind of get like my blood flow going. Um, I also, so we have in my apartment complex, there's a Starbucks coffee machine downstairs. Nice. Um, I'm on the eighth floor, so I <laughs> I go down, I get my coffee, and I climb eight eight stories. That really helps That's me just huge. like get my circulation going. Um, something about movement in the body. I don't. I think if you go straight, people go straight from bed to a chair to start yes. working. Um, which is terrible for you. It's like horrible. <laughs> it's like there are things that need to happen in between. Um, something absolutely crazy I've started doing um because if I start my day let's say at like 5 or 6 a.m or 7 a.m I try to cut myself off by 7 p.m t- yeah. typically but I need to separate my day kind of cut it in half so sometimes I'll take yeah. a bath in the middle of the day That's or a good move. it's crazy or I will watch a show like yeah. a 30 minute episode of something just to take my mind somewhere else like I just have yeah. to like go away and then come back um 
things like that. Just, I don't know. Yeah. that I've been starting to get back into the habit of walking in the morning oh, that's because so like good. during in 2020 that well, was like the like thing a neighborhood it's so you just open your door and go outside yeah, that's we, so nice it like honestly has been the best thing ever we have like a nice little like park next to us so i can mm. like go walk around the park there i love that yeah it's been incredible but good. one of the things like during 2020 i like got in the habit of waking up every single morning no questions asked go out for a walk that was my like mental health thing that's amazing and then last year started to get a little busier kind of stopped going out as much okay and then literally just like i think it was like two or three days ago i was like you know managing a bunch of clients and whatnot and i realized i was like i'm so stressed out i need to go for a walk (laughs) and i literally like i cut off my work day Uh went to sleep woke up the next morning and before anything i literally came downstairs made a cup of coffee went out the door for a walk Uh and that was the most like peaceful it was day like cleansing and clearing yes. like i think prioritizing rest is the most important thing like you just have oh, yeah. to tell yourself that everything can wait because your to-do list it may be seemingly never-ending because it is but like if you don't take that pause like pausing is yes ugh, it's everything like you can only do so much you're only capable of so much and i think when you are a small business owner um or a creative you know yeah. doing what we're doing it's like uh you feel insane (laughs) sometimes and you're so you're so hard on yourself and you're like how do I keep like going and doing the most to get further and further you kind of have to tell yourself like I probably already did more than most people I know the past two days like (laughs) I need to relax and if I don't get to it until next week that's my pace the pace that you're going is the right pace I've been Always. telling myself that the pace I'm going is the right pace. Yeah. Um. I'm. I. I don't know. I feel like a hypocrite because I am saying all these things, but I do run myself ragged very often. So preaching <laughs> to the choir to, here. Trying to work on it. <laughs> yeah. Um. For sure. I feel like that's that's the like, you know, I hate to say like the stereotypical like business owner, uh-huh. but it's like there's some there's something different about the fabric of what makes up someone who's willing to like go out and create something for themselves Absolutely. rather than just to like sit and you know I think about like a big thing for me is like and I actually before I go into this anecdote uh, yeah what were like some of the jobs you worked before you like started running your own business oh yeah um right before I just went 100% and on myself on yeah it was called studio 13 at the time in my little space um I was working at a law firm, a law office in Powell. Okay. Um, just kind of sort of like a paralegal type of like doing documents and organizing and filing and stuff like that. Nice. Um, and then I worked at like Saks Fifth Avenue, like retail, BCBG, yeah. Max Azure. Like I, I was more of like a, um, into like fashion a, l- a little bit or like um, customer service and retail nice. essentially. So yeah. yeah. So um. I could I could not do the office job and the law firm. I felt yeah. like death. Like I yep. could not. I mean, I think they loved having me there and like coming up and talking to me. It was like it was a good um for them. I think they liked having me there, but I was like, you know, you guys, I have this other thing I'm I'm doing. Like yes. this is very like temporary for me, you yeah. know. Um I kind of thought when I was younger I thought I was going to be a teacher. 
Um, so it's kind of nice. funny how, yeah. but I also, in my basement, I had, um, a restaurant, I had a school, oh. I had all these little small businesses yeah. in my basement. Oh, I love so, it. <laughs> That's amazing. So yeah, I think I was definitely destined to be a, a business owner. A hundred percent. So, yeah. So I like one of the things that's been interesting about like the transition and I think kind of what I wanted to like tie it into was, uh-huh. uh, when you work for someone else, like we have it in our head like as the people on the ground doing the work we know like how to like run the business and do Uh all the things you know right every coffee shop i've worked at i've had more than my fair share of opinions about what they were doing wrong Mm. and all the people i've worked with and it's interesting i could see that when i like when i like look back on it and you're like on the other side i'm on the other side now and i'm like Uh okay like i get like some of the things i was probably still still right about just Uh from the experience Mm -hmm. But the flip side of it now, I see so much about, you know, people are like the most expensive thing in a business, like (laughs) at all. And it's almost like, (laughs) you know, Uh even though like the conversation right now around like minimum wage and like fair, you know, job payment and all that stuff. Oh God, don't get me started. I like, no, and I I know, I know this is something we've talked about a lot, but it's like, it's such a hard thing because as a business owner and like, I just had you know, I'm booking a shoot right now. Mm -hmm. And like, by a factor of like five, people are my most expensive line item on the thing. And it's like, Mm -hmm. not even remotely close. Yeah. And it's so hard to like, like, there are so many expenses that come with running a business outside of it. Not to say that, you know, those things aren't cheap. Yeah. But like, when it comes to like, people, right, that's going to be your number one line item every single day of the week Absolutely. no matter how expensive everything else is exactly labor is so expensive yeah um and that's not to say it's not a invaluable investment it's probably the number one investment yes but um it's really um it's hard because you always want to give as much as you can or at yes. least good business owners always want to give as much as they can Yes. And stretching that dollar across, you know, cost of goods sold, you know, all the thing. I mean, ugh, like if we if we wrote down the line item of everything, all of our expenses and yeah. costs of goods sold and all of it, it's it's insane. Um, yeah, it really <laughs> but is. yeah, it's I feel and that's a hard conversation sometimes you have to have with like employees but I I'm the type that I will show them my monthly expenses yeah. because I want them to understand the business side yeah. and that's like the best thing you could probably do is oh, 100%. like just show them like this is where money's going you know what I mean like yeah. um it's I'm not taking all of it I mean and my my girls know I'm not driving a, a G-Wagon okay yeah. I'm driving a 2013 Buick Ferrano. Yeah. <laughs> Do exactly. I want a G-Wagon? Yes. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It's I I'm very much at a point of reinvesting in my business and reinvesting in my my people. Very much. Um I don't know. It's yeah. it's hard. Cause you truly like you want to give them everything. Yeah. And longevity. You want you don't want a revolving door as a business owner. Very much. Um it's also interesting, yeah. like for me, like the more I start to understand and kind of like a little bit earlier, we were talking about like the whole debt thing in mm. business, like mm-hmm. the thing that blows my mind and like, you know, I only started to see the full picture of a 
previous place I worked at okay. when I like accidentally saw one of their like financial sheets oh, to understand like uh-huh. where things were at. Right. And it was interesting for me realizing that my paychecks cleared every month. Mm-hmm. But when you see that like essentially the like business owners are having to like take out loans to pay against themselves. themselves just to like make sure this business stays afloat and my paycheck yeah. doesn't bounce every month. Yep. Like yes. that is a responsibility beyond that is so, anything. That, so real. Yeah. It's a responsibility. And you feel that way daily. I mean all the yeah. time. you you think I I'm I'm a provide you're a provider essentially. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's it's your livelihood, but it's their livelihood. Yeah. Um and yeah, it's you can't explain it I mean maybe I mean it's similar probably for um a family families you know providing for a family like that weight of that not like it's a burden it's it's just hard it's it can be really hard yeah (laughs) um yeah but I always tell myself I'm like okay I'm looking out for them the best I can I have we have great great clients coming in I know that they're looking out for them as well yes um and they understand that, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I feel like, I don't know, the whole minimum wage um, argument that we've been in recently. I hate the memes that are like, oh, you know, like if you quit tomorrow, you're, you're or if you die tomorrow, your boss will just replace you. It's like. Yeah. Okay, but we'll also be fucking sad. Yeah. We're going to agree it's going to be horrible. We will like, you know what I mean? Like it's heartbreaking. Like, we, yeah, but we does business have to go on so we can provide for our other employees and keep them like yeah. <laughs> moving forward as well. Yeah, it's a it's a whole moving um almost like ecosystem in itself that you have to keep the heart beating yeah. um in so many ways and it's so many systems that it's really hard to explain to <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> like not everybody gets it yeah. um it's, you know it's a it's a hard thing to balance the mm-hmm. like uh education side of like running a business versus mm-hmm. like just the normal every day to day and yes. i think one of the things that we really need to like kind of work on as a society is bringing mm-hmm. the like humanity back into like our businesses oh yeah like you know even if you go to like any sort of franchise or anything yeah there's still people there mm-hmm. there's still you know, people we like we assume that you know these corporate entities are you know these faceless giants you know we can like point to the you know elon musk jeff bezos uh-huh. the like the people at the top that right. are the public face of a company mm-hmm. but what you don't realize is all of these like you know shitty policies down the line are the result of the 300 and something people between them and Uh the person enacting that absolutely and it's like kind of crazy because even in like a lot of these big companies Mm -hmm. i don't think the people that you're dealing with directly day to day Uh are the people trying to like screw you over it's always the people like three or four people removed Mm -hmm. that have zero direct connection absolutely and because we've kind of insulated our people and our talent and our workers from the people that are supposed to be taking care of them mm. there's this weird like in like inhumane it's, like it's treatment so disconnected yeah. and then you have like the figureheads the people that 
or the face, you know, um, which is hard. I don't think people get to where they are by chance, you know, either. I think people work very hard to get where they are. But then when you become the face of it, it can be very um, demoralizing and... Um, I don't know. I feel for, I feel for a lot of people and a lot of business owners right now, like big or small. I think we are sometimes, a lot of times projected to be these almost evil or takers or when the way I see it and from where you're probably standing is those are people who work their ass off. They like (laughs) burned at all cylinders every day to, you know, it's, yeah. uh, th- I just don't think things happen by chance. Yeah. I think they happen by very hard work. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and th- it's hard to see that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard to see. And I think it's also like, because a lot of like the work that we do in our life, you know, whether it's you go get that first job working at a McDonald's or a coffee shop or wherever, mm-hmm. like we only have a concept for like the small work that we do individually yes so it's like you know i know how to make a latte i know how to you know make the coffee ring someone up at the register these are all like very like and that's your perspective yeah that's your perspective Mm -hmm. that's your small scale like task that you know yeah but then once you start getting into like managing a business Uh you know if you took any barista off the line say okay you need to be in charge of ordering green coffee you need to account for roasting Mm. you need to make sure that all these wholesale accounts are taken care of like right you know i've had those experiences and that stressed me out beyond anything i've ever imagined well a business is a result of a million tiny details yes so the average worker is taking care of of what 50 of the or whatever or less like a few a handful of those of the million details right so um and yeah it's just it's perspective and once you get to the other side for example when I was working at um socks or other jobs I feel like I was like always late yeah (laughs) like like which is like ridiculous but that was just my personality and not fitting into that employee like role like I had I was an employer I was a leader I wasn't uh, meant to be um in that corporate type of setting. But looking back at the jobs I had, I feel like I did learn a lot from those experiences that I've taken with me that are so valuable. Um, So yeah, being, you know, working for big or small businesses, it gives, it gives you perspective to an extent. And then I think we've just obviously crossed over to the other side where it's way like bigger picture and it kind of gives you bigger respect for like the, the, the employers that your bosses that you had (laughs) previously you're like, Oh wait, I understand now. Like you had a lot on your plate and like, I'm at a point too. I'm like, you need to speak to me directly with what you're saying. I'm I don't take hints. Like I, my brain is flooded. Like what is, what is being communicated? Like communication is so key obviously but (laughs) yeah that is direct communication is like Mm -hmm. the thing that solves all of the problems Mm -hmm. um i Mm -hmm. mean i i was just doing some like negotiations on a project coming up yes and like all of our communication was over email and it just kind of felt like it was this like 
one day delay between everything Mm. and then all of a sudden literally just like got on a phone call went through our like six bullet points and all of a sudden we had everything figured Figured out and ready to go yeah and you know it's funny because like you know the running joke with millennials is like you know we're scared of a phone call like you got to text me first to make sure i'm in the right headspace (laughs) right and i'm definitely like that oh i am too you know. I think you and I are both a little, I'm like maybe a little more extroverted, but I'm a little yeah. introverted as well. And I need that like moment to gather myself and yes. like, what is this? Is this good? <laughs> is it bad? Is like, I don't know. Like, yeah. is it on fire? Like what fire do I need to put out right now? Or like, are we just having a casual conversation? Like yeah. <laughs> I need to know what's going on. Exactly. Um. So that's funny. Yeah. It's all. It's always good to have the context of like what someone's calling about. Oh yeah, you yeah, never know for sure. Absolutely. And but yeah, communication is. Um, our we have core values. So um, yeah. hustle, authenticity, communication, and loyalty are like our four like core values. So that's huge. Um, I think understanding that I think those things happen organically, yes. but then having the ability to reflect and like write that down is so imperative. Yeah. Um, and I, I try to give people advice, too, who are like, um, you know, for example, my I had my sister had a question about something earlier. I'm like, you need to be like direct. Like people yes. do not have time to dissect like what you're trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> we do not have the attention span. And you kind of do your bosses a favor when you can just be straightforward. I don't yes. like, you know what I mean? Like we have so much going on up here. It's like. I need you to tell me exactly exactly what's wrong and how to fix it. Not in fifteen, like (laughs) yeah, exactly. So that's I think communication is everything. Yes, for sure. It's interesting. I just finished reading this book called The Three Minute Rule, and my wife has been like giving me so much shit for it. But I've been like basically (laughs) taking big ideas and distilling them down to like basic sentences. I love just because it's like this whole That's idea. such a tool. It's such a skill. It is. And it's like something, and you know, obviously for a podcast format, it's like not the same thing. Cause if I was taking my big ideas <laughs> and making one sentence, this would be like a two minute it would, podcast. It would it'd be like, all right. But yeah. Uh, but it'd it's, be the interlude in the new Kendrick Lamar. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Like what was that? That was like, nothing just happened. Oh my God. So yeah. funny. But it's uh it's been a good skill to kind of like exercise and play around with because Mm -hmm. it like for me it's helping me like communicate a little bit better and also like connect with people and being able to say okay here's the idea I have for a project instead of giving the like soup to nuts like everything involved with Uh, it right I can just like throw out a couple sentences things shouldn't be like open-ended either like if you say something it should have a beginning middle and end it should have a problem with a solution and yes it. otherwise what do we just say or accomplish literally nothing like yeah. <laughs> I don't know I had a friend who I admire he's very successful and he was talking to me he's like I've gotten to a point with my staff where they do not come to me with a problem without a solution and I'm like, that's, that's amazing. That's that, so good. But it's like, but you need people to be able to think on their own. You know what I mean? Because we all yes. have that ability. We just, the reason people don't think that is it has to do with confidence or it has to do with being stuck in that corporate yes. hamster wheel where they're like, I need to be told what to do at all times. And you're like, 
no like as a small business owner, i'm like no you are capable like yes. you are a problem solver you can figure this out like i trust you you yeah. know what i mean it's like a totally different it's like oh wait yeah you're right like what would abby do in this yes. situation you know i don't know i think it, it's interesting because i think those are as an employee that or you know as an employer seeing an employee doing that mm -hmm. i feel like those are the people that you're also going to see two or three years down the road running their own businesses yes because absolutely. and it's like and it's interesting because i think now with the culture around like entrepreneurship and mm -hmm. it's kind of this like cool sexy thing to do right i think that you <laughs> it's know, so funny <laughs> it's like, like it like seemingly it looks that well, way right yeah. but the reality well, but it's so funny yeah, yeah when you when you see the like you know the people on instagram that are yes. you know renting out their private jets and like doing yes. that whole thing like yeah but it's like kind of like glorifying the lifestyle around yes. it. Yes. And I think in an idealistic world, that's what it would be. Mm -hmm. But I think the reality, like there's that like chasm of the reality of what it is versus like what people think it is and uh, the amount of work so that like kind of like goes into that. Uh -huh. And I had like a total direction with this and I forget exactly where I was going. <laughs> I was like, I, well, I, had no, to, I had to try. I, I know. I, I yeah. mean, I kind of get what you're saying. It's like the well we always say that instagram versus reality but yes. it's like as an entrepreneur it's like a whole nother level of that because you need to come off and appear and have a certain way about you that says i'm a leader i have my shit together i own a business yes and that's part of your job too um which makes you spread yourself even more thin and spread your resources even more thin but it's just like part of what you have to do um in order for people to look at you as successful or as a leader it has to sometimes look smell feel taste a certain way yes. so it's like and you've been doing your content lately that's yeah. like and all your um sort of directional informational videos i've seen you do i'm like yeah. that's awesome you're like providing it's like um education and you're showing that you understand what you're doing there's a method to your madness and yes. you're giving advice to people like that's awesome yeah so that's that's been kind of one of my like core principles for like everything is like if you're like running a business or anything like a very easy way that you can connect with your audience is providing them the information that they want yeah because like i think you know for me it's like i'd rather empower people to do something for themselves mm-hmm and have them go out and absolutely crush it and make their million dollars as a business and yes. never hire me once. Right. But then 10 years down the road, come back and say, hey, you know what? You posted that one video 10 years ago. Yes. And that was the thing that pushed me over the edge. And now here's the business empire I built. Amazing. And, you know, I think that that like that for me, that's I think, fulfilling. Yeah. And that's giving you sort of credibility and that sort of has your your name and your brand written all over it, even though it's not explicit it's yeah um it's there it's a, a result of you and i think that's super fulfilling and that's the whole point right yeah exactly <laughs> so. I, and and that's like and that's something i like also kind of want more i wish more people would kind of understand when it comes to creating a business because mm -hmm. we all just kind of like feel like we're chasing that next dollar or mm -hmm. that next achievement or whatever it is right but understanding and this comes back to the like you know longevity of career mm -hmm. but you know if i can find something that i love to do and then do it forever yeah. that's awesome but it doesn't have to be 
you know, I don't have to keep scaling my business. I don't have to hire a team of a hundred people. Right. I can do something that's just for me that, you know, allows me to provide for my family and that's it. Amazing thing about social media is you can like reach, it's infinite the amount of people you can reach and doing that. So it's important to do that, especially for you. Um, and I feel the same way. It's like, I don't want to 100% rely on social media. I like love word of mouth and I feel like my clients are my walking advertisements, but also, um, the possibilities are endless with, um, social media. So, and just having an impact on people and, you know, they say, um, what is it? It's like imitation is the greatest form of like flattery, right? Yes. Like, I think I used to get pissed off at that. I've seen my business replicated like down to like the smallest, silliest like detail where I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) But it's, um, now I'm like, okay, that means I'm doing something right. You know what I mean? And it's, you kind of pat yourself on the back and sometimes people give you credit and sometimes people don't. And either way, pat yourself on the back because that was you. Exactly. (laughs) You know, so it doesn't, you know, I used to get so like, oh, that's crazy. Like, but now I see it as a a good, it's a positive thing. If you have that impact on people that are noticing you and they want to be like you, it's like, okay, I'm doing something right. (laughs) Exactly. I think, and also like not compromising on like integrity of like what your business is, Mm -hmm. because I think there's something to be said you know, for the people that are copying. And that's like everyone has that stage in their life where they're trying to figure it out. Right, absolutely. But if you've gotten to a point where now you're starting to notice people are copying what you're doing, that's like, you know, like you said, it's like that's a big moment because yeah. you know you've done something, the impact is there, and people are seeing it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool. I yeah. I had a similar situation uh, a couple of years ago. I had some people trying to hire me for a job because okay. they're like, we want this specific thing. Right. Unfortunately, I like referenced them to someone else to like probably hit their budget range okay. for another part of the project. Right. And he like immediately hit me <laughs> up and he's like, hey, they want me to do this thing, but it's like exactly what you were trying to do. Ooh, and yeah. I was like, ooh, that's a, that's a little unfortunate, but you know what? It's okay. Here's yeah. how. And I literally just like gave him all of the tools oh my God. to be able to like knock it out of the park. Cause I'm like, listen, it's good for like, you. It's not, I don't have a, you know, I don't have a monopoly on this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, anyone can do this. There's certain yeah. things that I can and teach you. And that takes a certain level of confidence too. Yeah. And you have to kind of like put your pride and your ego away too. Yes. So I think you're at a good place <laughs> Yeah. <that's... laughs> because it's hard to get there and to just be that giving and open to providing all the tools that you've already, because you sometimes you feel like I did all of this work. I did X, Y, Z to get to yes. this point. Like why would I just like hand it over to somebody else? It's like, at the end of the day, it's still me. I did that. You know, it's like, it's still you. So I think, I think that also ties in kind of, uh, trying to like not have that like entitlement as a business owner, Uh which I think is like, I think, I feel like if I had to like project and rewind back to when, you know, I was working for someone else, like Mm -hmm. I feel like the, the problems that I had with people of all the things Mm -hmm. was just like someone who felt entitled as an owner. Okay. Yeah. And I think that that like, 
when you when I hear most of the conversations around how people think about most business owners, uh-huh. it's kind of this like, oh, they're they're just capitalizing on someone else's labor and they're this entitled X Y Z whatever uh-huh. without the context of you know like we've talked about previously, just mm-hmm. you know the amount of work that goes into building something and like we just assume everything kind of naturally just shows up in the world right? and don't realize like what goes into it. Yep. I agree. It's, um, it's all a byproduct. It's a trickle down effect of, yes, you don't get to own something by it being handed to you. You, it, you own it because you built it and then, you know, but there's a lot of, you need to collaborate with your, <laughs> your, your people. Like you, not yes. everything can be you can't be that egotistical to a point that you're stubborn and maybe you're missing something like I recently heard that um like for hiring people that the owner typically isn't the best person to understand what a good fit might be so like maybe your manager like your top performer or the person your your right hand like maybe like somebody else needs to be doing the hiring process, which is something I'm like learning. Um, so yeah, you just, sometimes you don't, it's weird how it's like, almost like you have that intuition, but like people can put on like a show with you and then they'll act different with other people. And that's something that I'm learning as well is you just have to kind of hand things over and delegate and not be so egotistical that you don't let somebody else have, the piece another piece of the pie because you're you're greedy or you're it's you cannot monopolize everything you cannot monopolize your ideas your intuition everything all the time because it's just gonna like it's gonna fall apart (laughs) essentially so for sure yeah that's awesome yeah well i think i know i've covered like pretty much everything Mm -hmm. i wanted to talk about Thank yeah, you so much it. for coming on today. Oh, uh, thanks I for really, having me. I really yeah. enjoyed this conversation. Me too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it's been too, like, I don't know. I feel like we've been trying to do this for so long. So I'm just, I'm grateful that. <laughs> yes. I feel like we're both starting to like socialize more. We're starting to yes. delve back into things. So it's all good. It's nice to to get back into the flow of real life. Yes, exactly. So thanks for having me. Mm.